millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I got so fat during COVID. And, uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> Who sees me with my shirt off? Nobody but my kids. And so you're not the pressure. And then I had some some issues. I had a little mini stroke in one of my eyes. And I'm like, I got to get in shape. And every time before that, I'd get on my elliptical, I'd have the headphones on. One of the kids would be standing in front of it. Jax is doing this or quiz or this. And then we had a long talk about how much their dad really needed to take care of himself. And now when they, they do come out once in a while, and, and, and Jax, I, he said, he'll say to Quinn, Dad's mental health is important. We have to. I love it. It's so good. That's awesome. B I V O R C E P A I T Y. Hey, you're listening to Divorce Party with Monica Casey and Tom Arnold. Our guest today is a double threat. She's an attorney and a certified life coach, and she works with people to become the CEO of their divorce and to create a life that's so good, it doesn't make sense. Please welcome to the show, Megan Norris. Hey, Megan. Hi. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I have so many questions. So obviously you're a life coach, but do you mostly speak? specialize and help people getting through a divorce because mm-hmm. you yourself have had a divorce. So what can you tell us about yeah. your personal experience of divorce and how it led you to become a divorce coach? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was already um, certified as a life coach and, and working with moms. And at the beginning, when we separated, I was in a therapy session and the therapist said, okay, we're doing this. You're going to need a survival plan. This is going to be really awful. It's going to probably be a year or two. Like you need to be prepared to like get by. I was, you know, I'm a really good student. I'm like taking notes. Okay. Yes. Survival plan. Check. We're going to survive. Check. And I got off that call and my life coaching mind kind of kicked in. And I was like, wait a minute. Everything she just told me is a story. What if it didn't have to be that way? What if it could be 
easy, fast, amicable, right? Even though everybody's like, that's impossible and it's going to be really terrible. And so I started showing up immediately as if we were just going to resolve everything, no matter how triggered or activated or upset he was, or my kids were, or our parents were, or I felt we're just going to be calm and we're going to walk through this step by step. And six months later, we were divorced. We never even needed to hire attorneys. We mediated it together and we had a finalized divorce. And so I, during this process, decided I wasn't going to get a job as a lawyer. I'm going to work as a life coach when this is over. This is what I really want. It's my passion. This is what I'm doing. And after my divorce, I'm sort of kind of spinning my wheels in this pattern of not showing up. And I'm like, I got to earn money. Something has got to give here. So I hired a coach because that's what coaches do. <laughs> like, I understand the value of that. I hired someone to help me. And I was telling her the story of my divorce and she stopped me and she was like, wait, what? I don't understand how you were able to do that. Can you tell me? And we kind of unpacked it. And she said, this is life-changing. This is what you need to help people with. And it was sort of this aha moment. And I woke up the next day, I had 500 people on my Instagram account. And I was like, I can help you with your divorce. And it was just perfect timing, I guess, because people really loved that message that you can feel like the CEO of your side of the process and that it changes the process for everybody and creates the best possible divorce that you can have depending on your circumstances. And that mm -hmm. message just really has resonated with people and it took off. And that's mm -hmm. how I ended up doing this. And I love it. I love it. I think that's really interesting when you say sort of becoming the CEO of your divorce or deciding like, this is just how I'm going to handle it no matter what comes at me. Because I feel like when people get start going through a divorce, they are very reactive. We maybe only saw how our parents split from each other or what we see in TV and movies. We just sometimes have, I guess, like no direction, mm -hmm. even if you're in therapy and all of the things. And it can really like take people on this crazy roller coaster. Um, I think that's amazing. I mean, I don't, yes. I don't think I even knew or heard of a divorce coach when I was going through mine. Had you talked? It's new. It's new. Yeah. I, I hadn't even heard of it when I was going through mine. That was just 18 months ago. Well, mm -hmm. they, uh, my ex, there's a specialist, uh, uh, in, uh, in consciously uncoupling or whatever mm -hmm. people, and I, I let my uh, ex, and like I say, it's been going on for about seven years, uh, choose these people, choose the therapist, choose the Brit, you know, the, and, and she would usually pick people from TV. And, uh, and I ended up always uh, enjoying it. They were, they were very, very good. But the, the second uh, they, they corrected or tried to say to her, don't be hostile and contemptuous or whatever. God, she fired him. But I, mm -hmm. I tend a lot out of it. Um, how do you, how do you coach people? Cause I'm sure that sometimes there are people that you see that are doing, uh, everything they can. And how do you coach them to not to just focus on themselves that be the CEO of their stuff and not 
you know, because you do have to see the other person mm-hmm. sometimes. And how do you, how do you, uh, how do you coach that? How do sure. you work? Yeah. So managing our own nervous system is the hardest thing <laughs> that we will ever learn to do because all of none of my clients are consciously uncoupling. I don't know where those people are working, but they're not coming to me. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot of living in survival when people come to me. And when we're in fight or flight, our choices are limited. We don't have our executive functioning in the same way. And so in many ways, I end up being this vision keeper, right? We talk about where, what do you want your life to look like? what would be so good? It doesn't make sense for you in five years, 10 years, and we can't change your ex. Mm -hmm. That can't be part of the equation. And I get that vision from them. And then I help them learn to regulate their own nervous system so that they can decide how to respond from a place or through the lens of that vision, right? What choice can I make here? That's going to move me closer to where I want to go. And starting to learn how to use your emotional fuel for yourself rather than fighting against something that you can't change starts to really create magic in your own life. Because all of a sudden, all of your resources are going to a place that is aligned with what you want most, not just trying to relieve how terrible you feel right now. And when do people come to you? Like, do they come, do you even have people that come to you before they decide to get divorced and then have you kind of step-by-step with them? Or is it usually when they're in the, the worst part of it? I have worked with people who it's almost always, they know they want a divorce, but they're scared. So from, I haven't even had the conversation yet through to people who have been divorced five years and are stuck in the same pattern, kind Mm. of like you're describing Tom, right? If you don't do your own work, it doesn't matter if the divorce is final, your anxiety patterns, your fear patterns, your rage patterns are going to be the same. And so your life is just going to be sort of like a groundhog day if Mm. you don't change. And so I work with people at all stages of the process, but they've almost always decided that they want a divorce before they come to me. Okay. And how long do you typically work with people? Like how long is this process as long as it needs to be, or it's six months to a year so far, um, has been about what people, what it takes to reprogram your thought patterns so that you can remember to pause. Cause we're never going to stop being human. I'm always going to have a little bit of anxiety or rage, or, you know, I have a nervous system. But once I learn how to pause so that I can manage it and regulate it and make an informed decision, once we start getting those patterns in place, then it you start to be able to take control from there, right? And then it, it, you can still work with me and it becomes really fun. Okay, well, now I want this career or I want a new relationship or I want to be able to move and we can create things that you want. And that's fun too. So six months to a year is typically the time I spend with somebody. Have you ever had to fire a client that's just not listening to you, hamster wheel where you're just like, or that has, you know, bad energy? I don't know. You know, is there, Mm -hmm. I have never had to do that. 
but I do, I have a consultation process and I'm pretty discerning. So I have had consultations where I'll say, I just don't think you're a good fit right now. You're too dysregulated. I would recommend therapy or somatic work or something before you get to here, because we are working a lot with your thought process and your emotional patterns. And you have to have a base level of what I call nervous system wealth before we can build on that in this kind of work. What is somatic? Somatic uh, work, which I've had done, uh, it, you know, for trauma related things. Oh. I enjoyed it. But uh, what I also feel it's important to have, if you do exclusively that work, I think especially if you're dysregulated, if you're going, you know, you got a bunch of stuff going on that maybe have always been with you. Uh, I, I'm a big proponent of the other. I don't know if you call it talk therapy, whatever the other, uh, uh, you can't, I think if, if you're in uh, a big trouble that you probably if, if need both. What are yes. your I agree. I, I don't think you can't just talk your nervous system out of its programming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do I make that happen for my ex? <laughs> I, if I could tell you that, I would be a bazillionaire. Yeah. No, but for you, it's just practice, right? You just have to keep practicing. And I, I do, there's a lot of power in the story you tell yourself about why it keeps happening. So I have, you know, similar patterns with my ex and I'm just really curious. I'm like, why am I so anxious again? What am I so afraid of? Why am I so mad? And what would make my life so full and fulfilling that it mattered less what was happening here? And if there's not an answer to that, to that question, it always almost comes back to, this is just a sign of how much I love my kids, right? If it's involving the kids, like I really love them. So I'm, I'm just always going to be a little dysregulated when something is involving them that I don't think is the best for them. And, and I, I do, you know, I'm in recovery, you know, I've hit, uh, but, but each day when I wake up, cause I don't start at a 10 every day, you know, first thing I look, the kids are here. Okay. That's the, that's the home run. They're here. That's the home run. I am sober. I'm clean and sober. You know, uh, everything else I could kind of, kind of, uh, figure out, but it does take a little bit of work. So, I have a lot of work to do on on this guy, number one. You must work with people, I'm assuming, almost exclusively on Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so you can work with people all over the country, all over the world. Um, typically, like, I mean, for because it can be such an intense subject that you're dealing with, how do you separate and then be able to compartmentalize and deal with your own life? You know, do you have like, you know, um, sort of, I guess, a healthy routine for, that you have to practice to keep yourself sane. Do you know what's interesting is that I, because I get that question a lot, isn't this draining for you? And I, that has not been my experience because I'm always, first of all, I've seen so many stories now. I've talked to hundreds of women. I've worked with dozens of them. And I have this really unique bird's eye view of how things play out. And there's never been an exception to the rule that it is always working out for you. It's always leading to something 
that's really going to serve you if you will do this work and be patient and try to drop the urgency, there is magic coming. Like something is going to click. And so I'm just always looking at a perspective shift for my clients, even when they're very upset and they're, you know, don't, they're feeling very hopeless or desperate or panicked or anguish is a big one, like just so devastated. I, I know that that is serving them. And so I really don't get caught up in also feeling anguish for them. And I'm able to help them tell a different story about their anguish. And it's very fueling for me. I don't feel um, drained. I'm much, my work is much more on managing myself in my co-parenting relationship. Now that is still a work in progress. And so I do have a routine for that. I do breath work. I try to meditate in the car pickup line at school and I journal and I try to take care of myself physically because when my kids are involved, you know, that primal, like this isn't safe. This is a problem is very intense yeah. and I don't think it's going away and I have a nine-year-old. So we're looking, you know, 10 years, yeah. I better figure out how to manage this. There's no way that you could be a, a the best parent you could be and still have going through this engagement with this other person. It's this negative that takes up and, and, and there's no way she can be the best parent. There's no way because this takes up a, a portion of your life. The kids sense it. They sense if I'm responding, if typing, they, they sense it. They, you know. And do you have any advice on how a parent can sort of handle or address the tension or when things are really bad with the kids? Like, you know, is there a little nugget that you can give us about that? Sure. I think that helping yourself first, right? We talk about putting your own oxygen mask on first because doesn't matter if you say everything is sunshine and rainbows. If you're an anxious mess, they're going to sense it at least subconsciously. So doing your best to take care of your side of the street. And then I think giving them a safe place to feel how they feel without trying to fix it. Don't try to talk them out of it. Don't try to point out why it might not be always this way or why it's not necessarily true. And because we, we mean so well trying to help them. But I have found, at least with my kids and my clients, like when, when I can say, it makes sense that you feel this way and it's okay and nothing has gone wrong, this emotion, the anxiety or the fear that you're feeling is actually not a problem. It's just part of being human. And so I've, I create a really safe place for them to feel how they feel. And that has created a sense of trust with me and them. So they tell me things and they share because they know I'm not going to tell their dad. I'm not going to tell someone they don't want to know that it's a safe place for them and it helps them regulate. And then I also show them if I'm having a really hard day, I'm like, whoa, mom is really I'm having a hard time today. I can't, I'm going to need you to give me some space. I need a break for a minute. And modeling that for them has also been really helpful. Yeah. I actually sometimes, you know, I'm usually so excited when I go pick up my daughter from school, especially if I haven't had her for a couple of days, but if it's been a hectic day leading up to me to get her, 
when we get home, I will say like, okay, like you can put on a show or whatever. I just need 20 minutes. I'm going to go meditate in my room and then I'll come back out and I'll be a better mommy. <laughs> and yes. it's funny because before she used to not, you know, I'd say I need this time. And sure enough, five minutes in, she's knocking on the door, she's coming in. And, and, but now that she's like nine, she gets it. And I don't hear from her and I get that full 20 minute reset. Well, it's amazing. Every time I, I get, I got so fat during COVID, and uh, because <laughs> my who sees me with my shirt off? Nobody but my kids, and so you're not the pressure. And then I had some some issues. I had a little mini stroke in one of my eyes. And I'm like, I got to get in shape. And every time before that, I'd get on my elliptical, I'd have the headphones on. One of the kids would be standing in front of it. Jax is doing this, or Quiz or did. And then we had a long talk about how much their dad really needed to take care of himself. And now when they, they do come out once in a while and, and, and Jack's, I, he said, he'll say to Quinn, dad's mental health is important. We have to I love it. It's so good. That's awesome. You know, I always felt guilty taking any time from them. I felt like uh, I need to respond and, they deserve to have me omnipresent at all times. And, you know, when you have a contentious divorce, a contentious, you know, you're, 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 you, you know, you think I got to do double, I got to make sure. And the, getting to a healthy place where we could each say, I, I need this, you know, my daughter like a pattern with your clients, like a, a guilt, you know, when people are going through it, is that parental well, guilt, like a common yes. theme? Yes. The guilt is driving so many decisions and it n doesn't ever create results that feel good. It usually just creates more guilt. Cause then you're like, Oh no, I did the wrong thing again. I did the wrong thing again. Learning to feel guilty without fixing it and making a different decision from a place of empowerment is a skill that will really serve you. And I love the idea of the timer too, right? Cause then we can get the, the kids involved with it. And, you know, I think single parenting or being divorced, it's almost like an Olympic sport and we're like Olympic athletes. I have my kids, I think 85% of the time, like three of them. And my day is like this. And if I don't take care of myself as if I was actually an Olympic athlete, even if it's a 20 minute meditation, things start to fall apart. And so it it's treating yourself that way as if your stability and health and wellness is actually the most important thing because it is, it's the glue that's holding all of this together. It makes a difference. When you say learning how to deal with the guilt or feel, just feel the guilt, but make better choices, can you give me like an example of, Yes. You know, cause I feel that too. Like if I, you know, go away for two days with a girlfriend or, you know, the minute I'm on that airplane barreling down the runway, I have that sinking feeling like you horrible person. What if this plane crashes all because what you wanted to go do something fun with your friends for two days. I mean, I still okay. go and the minute yes. the plane lands, I'm like, my greatest yes. vacation ever. But I, it's just this mental thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you just described allowing guilt, right? I just allow myself to feel terrible. I know it's going to pass. It actually has nothing to do with anything outside of you. 
it's just your survival brain trying to keep you safe and your daughter safe. So you allow the guilt and you go on the trip anyway, versus I'm going to, I have clients who are like, I feel so guilty leaving. I'm just not going to leave. And then I'm snapping at my kids and I'm yelling at them and I'm sick all the time. And then I feel guilty because I'm in bed and we have this cycle that's just perpetuating itself, not because you're a single parent and not because you feel guilty, but because you're making decisions based on the guilt, trying to solve it in the moment. Let me say, you know, my she was the first person in her uh, clique, or whatever, whatever we call yeah, our friend just group. Group of friends, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some shame involved in that because you were the first person. Yeah, we had right? a guest on who she said it so perfectly because I never could figure out or articulate what it was. And she said a lot of women feel the shame that people are going to think or they feel like, oh, I can't keep a man like that's, you know, like, oh, we're getting divorced or whatever. I felt, you know, lots. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Different feelings obviously but I it was so interesting being the first one because still to this day people come to me all the time for you know how did you get your lawyer how did you do this and you know on one hand you're like oh you know I do have a lot of knowledge but then you have to I have to practice setting up boundaries with people like I I purposely don't answer my call sometimes from certain people because I know oh this bitch just wants to talk my ear off for an hour about her own divorce for free you know yes mm-hmm. protecting your own energy your own peace in a and nourishing it is really important. And I do think the shame piece, this, you know, there's something wrong with me versus the guilt I've done something wrong or bad is, is intense and whatever the genesis of it, whether I can't keep a man or I've done something wrong, or this is all my fault, or I'm breaking my family apart, or I'm ruining my kids' lives is important to shed light on. And we got to shine a light on it because it disempowers it and gets it out of the driver's seat like, I can feel shame in my body. It's fine. It's not a problem. Uh, You know, when I was growing up, my parents are 18 and 16. And uh, uh, when I was four, I I went to my grandma's, came back to the house. My mom wasn't there. She never came back. (laughs) My dad didn't didn't explain anything. It's like, uh, he did the same thing with my dog. I ridden my dog and I think hurt my dog's back by riding it like a horse. And then one day he came back and Brandy was gone and dad never explained it or, or, you know, so I think it's more, 
important. And there's something else that I do. My dad was wonderful. I mean, he was 22. He had a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old by himself back in the day. But one thing that he did that I tried to do, first of all, I never talk, ask him what happened to Bob's. I don't want to know. I want to know. I know the kids love their parents. They're, that's, you know, people used to say, well, when they're older, they'll figure out who's the whatever, what the real story is. And I would I would just say, I, I, I you can't count on that. But right now, these days are what's important. And they don't have to, you know, they know who what I do, who I am. I'm not... Uh, I, I, I do a thing when something just highly inappropriate happens in front of the kids. I'll say, that's not, I just want to take a second. That, that wasn't okay. I don't do, I don't treat people like that. I don't want you treat people like that. And then we move on. We just take a little moment because you don't want to live, you know, in that. Uh, and, and, and things do get better. I, I want to, things are better over here. I am better. I'm better, you know, I'm talking to you today. That's so helpful to me. I'm learning. I'm stealing some of your ideas. I'm going to put them in my day. Monica's been great. She's an inspiration. And so, yeah, just, yeah. Well, I love how you brought up the whole when the other parent comes over or when, you know, they're going over to, you know, their other parent home. Um, how do you, what do you recommend for people like, um, you know, because sometimes I feel like as our kids get older, too, they're so incredibly smart and they want to play us. Right. They kind of want to maybe without knowing what they're doing or they do pit the parents maybe against each other or like, I don't want to go to mommy's, you know, like, do you have any advice on how people can handle the sending them off for the couple days to the other parent or or how to receive them when they come back for like a reintegration process? I think the most important thing is just being really clear on how you want to show up, right? And and being really grounded in that in terms of how you're going to talk about the other parent and how you're going to validate their feelings, what works for your kids because every family is different, right? And if one if there's a child that's either acting out or like playing the parents against each other, I'm always curious. Instead of getting upset or like activated by that, what I wonder what's going on. Did you ask like what's happening for your child that this, this, this is the action that they're taking. What are they feeling? What are they thinking? And if you can be curious about that with your kids, instead of defensive or protective or freaked out, trying to solve the problem. Ask like, a lot of questions. Yeah. Like, huh, what's going on for you that you are doing this thing right now? Well, yeah, I, my uh, daughter, uh, when I took her to her mom's this week, she she did a cool thing. She said, can I sit in the car for a while before I go out? Oh, I love that. She just sat there and then she's like, okay, I'm ready. And so- uh, Do you have any advice for people? I know you talk about, you know, you kind of like you have to stay on your side of the street and you can only be the CEO on, on your side of your divorce. But do you have any advice for people where if they're co-parenting, um, I'm asking for a friend, not me, um, and the other spouse will never budge uh, or ex-spouse will never budge on, you know, the days or the, oh, this person's going on vacation. Can I have a day? And then maybe we could make up like everything is just a no. 
If you have any advice for parents that, you know, are dealing with something like that. You've got to work on your story about why that's a problem. Because I have clients who would give anything for that. Like Mm -hmm. their ex is constantly trying to change all the things all the time. And they're like, I just want a schedule. So there's something going on in the story she's telling herself about why that's a problem. And it's sort of like Tom was saying, you've got to wake up every day and practice a new story. What if this was for me? What if this was helping me? How, if that's possible, why could that be? And, and how is she feeling right now about the way it is? That probably needs to be processed too. Like she's really frustrated or mad or whatever. I do love that statement. It's happening for you. I find myself saying Uh that so many people more often when someone's giving me a story about what's like, you know, I was just at another friend's house yesterday and she's like, and this happened. And then I feel like I'm having all these breakups, like business and friends. And I was like, I feel like it's happening for you. It's happening to free you up so that you can go Mm -hmm. do this thing. And maybe in relationships, it just a hit for me was like, you know, maybe it's happening. So they don't have to hold on any longer or engage in any more back and forth and kind of keeping this thing alive. Like it's maybe easier just to like have, it's making a cleaner cut for them. Yes. Less back and forth. I don't know. And I also want to say there's, I don't want anyone to think that I'm suggesting you should just think positively and then everything will be great. Right. Sometimes the most powerful thing we can say is I hate this. It's okay. It's not my favorite. Doesn't feel great. And that's okay. Don't have to fix it. I can't fix it. I just don't love it. And that's fine. Now what? Yeah. I, I you know, I try to, uh, these communications we have on this, our family wizard is called our, mm-hmm. uh, I try to keep simple and, and I try to say, yes, you know, I'll just say, yes, I won't go. If I think it's a bit, you know, she's a glad need to chase up. Yes. Now in my mind, she's going to realize that's the right thing to do. Yeah. What do you, do you recommend? I, I like the taking time, not mm-hmm. always, you know, cause I feel like everything is such instant gratification or we feel because we're so attached to our phones that we have to respond right away. And I feel like that's such like a grown up thing that I'm even trying to practice where it's like, I don't need to look at, maybe I don't need to look at that text right now. And even if I do, I don't have to respond right now. Like there's not a gun to my head, you know? But we feel like it sometimes like, holy shit, if I don't answer this person, you know, especially your ex, if I don't answer them in like, you know, 90 seconds, like the world's going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is. Yeah. That emotional response. Like, oh, I just have to get back to this, the pause and then really strategically considering how to create what you believe to be the best possible outcome. Right. So like, Tom said, it's not being manipulative. I'm just, I know this person better than most people probably. And so I, you know, strategically speaking, how can I show up here? That's going to help us get to where I want to go and that where I believe is best and then trying. I have a business question. So if somebody Mm -hmm. wants to work with you, do you have like sort of different levels or or packages of like what kind of work you do with people? Like, you know, do people have, do you give people homework? You know, what's usually the, the time commitment that someone gets when they're working with you? 
I actually, it's an hour a week on Zoom. And then I have, if you know, the app called Voxer, which is a voice messaging app, um, where like a walkie talkie almost, but you can leave a voice message and have a conversation in real time or, you know, throughout the week so that we're not, so I'm not the therapy model so much. We're like waiting until the appointment to try to talk about everything and, Uh and it's past whatever. So I use that. And I don't give homework. I mean, the clients that I work with are, they already know what to do. They just want to feel better doing it. And so if I tell them to do anything, it's like, we got to feel your feelings this way. Right. <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and when, when what, you- what's that app called? That app? Do you know what that is, Monica? No. It's Voxer. Vox. Like V is in Victor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it just like a secure thing like WhatsApp or something? It's not as secure as WhatsApp, but what's great about it is that you don't have to hold down the button to record the message. You can just hit it and leave a voice message. It has, you know, times two, three speed. So you can speed it up if you want. Yeah. And, uh, and then you can star and save certain messages. And so it just... So that way, as things come up, they can just go, oh, I got to tell Megan this right now. Yes. It's so funny because I don't almost call anyone anymore. When I do, I'm like, I'm, I, if they don't answer, I leave a message and I say, I'm so sorry that I'm calling you like a psycho, but I'm trying, (laughs) you know, or whatever. But for the most part, I do communicate with people a lot just using voice memos, Mm -hmm. but then you got to hold it down. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, my thought at that cut off, my thumb was hurting. I got to do another one. Megan, are you? Uh, it's been 18 months since you're, are you dating? No. Okay, yeah. Do you have any desire to date? Not yet. No, I know. I, I, I mean, mean, maybe it's like uh, a little tiny spark, but I'm so busy with my kids. I'm so busy with my business. I love my life right now. It's just so good. Do you have your girlfriends and your, mm, your yeah. community of people. Yes. And I just feel really good. I'm like, don't let, this is it right now. We're going to be here. And I just don't feel any urge to no. bring someone else into that right now. Yeah. You feel good. You do the most important job. It is a, your kid's ages. That's a full, you That's know, a full, I know. Like, I mean, Tom has two, I only have one and I'm forgetting emails. <laughs> I messed up bus drop off the other day. I can't imagine when you have three, and I guess, yeah, another question, and then I want to get back to the business side of it is, you know, what do, what do you, how do you feel like you've grown since you got divorced? I mean, how do you feel like you've changed and, and what are your, do you think you'll ever get married again? I, I mean, right now I would say I don't ever want to get married again. I, I do. I would love to be in a relationship with somebody at some point. I don't know that I want to get married though. Um, I would say the biggest growth I've experienced is learning to really insource my own security and safety, right? I'm safe. I'm secure financially. I can actually do this. My kids are going to be okay. And living with that sense of peace and calm for me has been the biggest um, gift and growth that I think was missing before. Um just and being able to trust myself with all of that. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. Man, you're my hero. I, yeah. 
Thank you. I love that. Seriously, you need a cape. Um, so for people, just because I know like look, lawyers are so expensive, mediation, every, you know, any sort of self-care is are coaches something that are ever covered by insurance? Is it cash? Like, what is the range? Can you just give our listeners yes. like what's the range of price if someone's seeking a coach? And what do you think is like too much or too little if someone were charging? Okay. So I would start with what it is that you want. If you want a coach, what kind do you want? Do you want someone to tell you what to do? Do How do you want to pay? What model feels like a fit for you? Because there are all flavors of coaches. They're charged hourly. They have packages. It just depends on the coach and the modality that they're using. Um, and then I would look for a match for what you want. I... What was, did I answer your question? What was the other one? Um, just kind of like, what's like a price range? Like oh, what do you think is right. like too insane? It's just like for photographers and headshots in LA. Like yeah. if there's a photographer that charges eight I'm like, do not go to them. That's insane. You know? Yeah. Okay. So there you could get pay a hundred dollars an hour for a coach. And then I know coaches that charge $25,000 a quarter. Hmm. So like you can pay six figures a year for a coach if you want. And it depends on what you want and what you're looking for. And I would really start inside of you and then go out and look for a, it's like a desire match or a want match. Somebody who matches your vibration, who has what you want, who is speaking the language you want to speak and feels like a good fit for you. And then I, th my experience has been, if you want it and it's a fit and you give it to yourself, your life starts to really expand because we're so used to not knowing what we want. If we do know, we don't give it to ourselves. And I work with mostly women. And when they start to give themselves the things that they secretly just really want, but have been denying the, the money's kind of irrelevant. It, you start to create the results that you want when you start showing up in your life that way. So I, I don't think that there's, I mean, I don't want anyone can to, to get ripped off. If your oh, vibe is saying this yeah. feels sketchy, this yeah. is not me, then don't do it. Yeah. I just wanted, yeah, a sense of what it's like, because yeah, people just, you know, I feel like it is still sort of a newer thing that people are, you know, giving to yeah. themselves or working with instead of just a traditional therapist. Okay. Um, but yeah, well, I just wonder... I'll just tell you my journey. So I started out charging $6,000 for six months. And I had a wait list and I had too many calls and it was, I couldn't do it anymore. And so I shifted to a higher end, like kind of boutique model where I charge more. It's $25,000 for six months now. And my, so my client list is much lower, but I'm able to do so much more expansive wow. work because I have more space with them. So I've done both. It just depends on the person and what they're looking for. Yeah. Do you have and any? I think it if that seems like a lot of money, the legal fees, dollars. Oh, yeah. I think if uh, people, me, whatever, everybody come to you, uh, it, things might be easier. I just want to say, Megan, too, uh, you, you come across as a very competent, uh, 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 you've got your shit together woman, but I can also sense, which would be important for me to do this, that you're still sensitive, that you still have humanity, that you know you've you've got you've got some experience too behind those eyes, and I think that's important. I think uh, sometimes 
people get in situations with someone uh, uh, in your line of work and they're robots. They're, they, yes. they don't. Or their soul has been sucked out of them, you know. A lot of some attorneys operate that way, and oh, yes. it's not supportive for the for the really sensitive people going through divorce. It's like just another form of like trauma and not being seen by their attorney. And I just I can't speak highly enough to the coaching in the divorce space in terms of saving you money, right? But not just that the opportunity it creates in your life faster, the investment you make today pays off by creating more space sooner. Because the best legal divorce is not always the same thing as the best divorce. Right. You might just need to get out of that faster. And maybe you don't need to argue over the money, but you're so stuck and your attorneys are like, yo, but the best legal divorce is the right way. And it can really be supportive to have somebody else looking at the big picture for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it just because I feel like, I mean, it, your work speaks to, I feel like a lot of things that I have learned on my journey and I, um, and I want, and part of the reason I feel like Tom and I, you know, started this is we want the conversation to be out there. We want to be able to give people resources. And for me personally, I feel like if you're going to do it, if you're going to blow up your life, and get a divorce and start over. And I mean that in the best way, then why not, like you're saying, kind of do it differently. Learn how to break out of some of these old stories, learn how to grow and change. Otherwise it is kind of like for nothing. And then you've spent all this money on a divorce, but nothing's really helped you. And part of the reason that you blow up your life, like I say, is so that you can choose something better and healthier. And mm -hmm. it sounds like a lot of your work is teaching your clients things that we also weren't taught as children. And we have to learn how to parent ourselves and make healthy choices. And then we benefit, but not only that, our children or our future relationships benefit from that. Yes. I didn't realize that there, there were people that do what you do, Megan, uh, uh, you know, and and we, we, Monica and I talked about how we first met, we, had, we went out for coffee or whatever. And we just downloaded all this stuff on each totally. other. People don't, you, people in the real world do not want to hear. I, I, I found that my friends similar age, they, they repelled by hearing about issues, especially involving kids or whatever. And, and to go to somebody like you and deal with all of that. So we aren't like scattershot. I feel sorry for people because you don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. You don't know, you got God and you feel terminally unique, but you just start, you know, you're even when you're reaching out to people, you don't, there's no. Uh, and Tom the, and I talk about that a lot, how our married friends, while we were going through it, it's like, we had the scarlet letter, you know, like I would go over to friend's house, you know, and they're like, how's it going, Monica? Like, they're like afraid to ask, you know, and then you huh? feel self-conscious because you're like, well, how much is appropriate for me to divulge? And it's just a complicated thing. And so, I mean, I don't know, but just for, you know, the fact that Tom and I were two total strangers, I mean, yes, we had a connection because we do a radio, you know, Jeff Lewis together. So, I mean, it was like the universe was saying like, you guys need to meet, you need to share war stories and then somehow, you know, send it out and like help other people because 
you know, yeah, there's just, I don't know if you know someone else who's getting a divorce, ask them to call. I love it. I love it. I love the name of your podcast because it's just gives a little bit different flavor to the experience. And part of my mission is like, is to teach people that the excruciating pain that can come, that comes with divorce, right? It's so devastating in a lot of ways that that can give your life purpose and that your life can be broken open and so good. It doesn't make sense because of what you've gone through, not in spite of it or through some battle that you have to fight. It's actually all in support of your purpose on this planet. And it changes the way you look at what's happening and the way you move through it. And it, your energy is absolutely effective to all the parties involved, the attorneys, your ex, your kids, if you will lead the way vibrationally, you can change. It only takes one person to change the flavor of a divorce. And it can really be meaningful in your life. It does not, it's not the end of your life. It's just a new chapter. Yeah. I have goosebumps. I love it. (laughs) Thank you guys. This was so fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was delightful. Thanks, Megan. Bye, you all. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart. And it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you.